0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, how is everyone tonight? Well, um, in light of everything that's been going on, um, Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore, I believe too, maybe, are going to be here tomorrow. Um, they're going to come here and, and minister in Branson, and and uh, so we look forward to seeing them. Right? Uh, that that wasn't going to be, but that is now. That's uh, you know the Lord. Changes plans all the time, yeah. and, and we know he does because we got to be ready as a staff to change plans all the time, right. spur of the moment, and that's okay because God knows where he needs to be, yes. and uh, and uh, there's a grace in a, in, a, in that ministry to uh, to his people, and it's, it's an it's an honor, it's a, it's a blessing to have that, Amen. So we'll be blessed to have him here. Um, I know he's been busy. He's, him and Mike have been real busy, so uh, they're probably going to be glad, glad, glad to be here and uh, see us and see everybody smiling. Right. Yeah. We better practice. I'm not seeing a lot. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, might want to get some more practice in before, you know, you got tomorrow to practice your smiles. So you want to go ahead and get that practice in so that you're ready for Sunday, because he ain't going to want to see your frowny face. He going to want to see your smiley face. Amen? amen, amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen, amen. Open your Bibles to Psalm one nineteen sixty eight, and tell you what I let you sit down, so we'll go ahead and sit down. But let's pray over the service also. Father, we pray over this service today. Lord, we ask for utterance in the Holy Spirit, our utterance uh, through me, Lord. That it not be my words, that it be Your words, Your truths, Lord. That, that make people free, Lord. We pray that uh, the Word would go forth, that Your Word would go forth, and there would not just be ideas and conceptions of a man, but it would be Your very truth. And Lord, we, we purpose in our hearts to hear and receive and be doers of this Word, and let it change us from the inside out, and we will use it to help others, Lord. And we give You glory in advance for every good thing, that will happen in this service and through this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. We want answers to questions and we we just want to... You know what? A lot of times the word just just builds you up. Right? We could go over stuff that we went over 150,000 times and it would be new to you today and build you up. Amen. How many, how many believe you could get something out of a verse that you heard before? Huh? Maybe you heard it a hundred times before, though. That may be exhausted by now, right? No, we serve a living God. And His Word's a living Word. And, and, it, and it, it just keeps going and going. And if you find something new out about it, tomorrow there's more new stuff than you found out today. In fact, is the new thing you find today will lead you to more new things. Because that's the way His Word is. Amen? Did I say open your Bible to Psalm 119? 119 verse 68 says, Thou art, I think that means you are, you are, right? I'm going to translate King James for you because I speak fluent King James and fluent hillbilly, so I can get you both places, amen? So it says, You are good and you do good. That, that, that's talking about God. Do you know that? Yep. Now, there is not a verse in the Bible that says you are bad and you do bad. Do no, right. you know that? No. no verse in the Bible that says God is bad and he does bad. Right. You know why? Because you can't be good and bad. Right? right? right. Because it doesn't say he acts good. It says He is good. You, know, you remember what it says? it says love is? God is love. Well, God is good. Yes. This, isn't, this isn't just how He acts. This is who He is. Amen. He is good. So that therefore, He does good. Right. Amen? Yes. You know, a lot of people look at things like that. And we're human, so we look at the act of goodness. He doesn't have the act of goodness. Goodness comes out of Him because He's good. He doesn't have the act of love. He's not acting like he loves us. He loves us. He loves you when you're ugly. He loves you when you're pretty. He loves you when you're when he not when you do stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Guess what? He loves you. He loved you before you did the bad stuff. He loved you before you did the good stuff. So that's why works are no good. He already loved you, but you can't love 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 and you're you can't work enough to get into his love. How about that? God's talking so fast. My tongue was over here. And my mouth was over here. You ever had that? Your tongue's over there, your mouth's over there. It's twisted that way. Amen? But He's a good God, and He's doing good things. And and when we get our faith in this truth, this is a foundation that you can build off of and never get off track. If If you will put this truth in your heart, and build everything you believe about God off of it. Yeah. Everything you believe, you can believe. You can build everything you believe about God off this, because you know one of the biggest things I've found in my life about believing God and, and the things of God is sometimes I say I don't understand that, but I know you're good. Right. See, I can always go back that if I if I look at a situation and say hmm, and go, oh you're good. See, I don't ever let go of your good, because if you're good nothing else changes amen. and see he doesn't change he's he, he's never changed he's not going to change he's a good God doing good things right. amen, amen. And, and that's and that's we can have faith in that on a constant basis you you could wake up tomorrow and you could have a thousand bills over here uh, a thousand job rejections over here and and no, no telling what else going on and you go wait, wait God's good It's going to be all right. His goodness gives you rest because it lets you know it's going to be okay because I believe in His goodness. Why is it going to be okay just because He's good? Because I believe He's good. It's not just that He's good. It's that I believe He's good. Amen. Amen? Amen? Turn to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. He's helping us already, isn't He? He's good that way. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I remember years and years ago, uh, my mom told me that. She said, God's good. And I said, yeah, but mom, what about? And she goes, God's good. And I said, well, no, God's good. And she goes, son, believe God's good and never get off that path, and all your other questions will get answered. Amen? Wow. Amen? Because that's true. M- many of the questions that are asked are doubt in his goodness. Right? And when you start questioning God, what are you doubting? His goodness, His love, right? Your, his mercy. All these are part of His goodness. When, when we start asking questions, saying, well, I, you know, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Then you're questioning God's love. You're, you're questioning His goodness. And and that's doubt, right? <laughs> and and doubt, you know why doubt doesn't please Him? It's not because He's disappointed that you doubt. It's He's disappointed He's not going to get to do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Right? Doubt doesn't disappoint him other than it disappoints that he's not going to get to do anything for you because he works through faith. So he can't work through doubt. He can't can't say, well, I know you doubted, but I'm going to let you have it anyway. Because he can't. It's not because he doesn't want to. He can't. He can't work through doubt. He works through faith. Amen? Did I say go to Psalm 27? Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Verse thirteen. We've read this verse a lot, but every time I look at it, man, I like it. Don't you like that? You know, that's like eating cheeseburgers every day. I mean, that—that that is. Every time you eat, they're good. This is good. You can look this verse up every day of the week and read it three times a day and quote it and put it on your mirror, and it's always good. It is a verse full of hope. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like it so much. In fact is when we were believing God to, uh, hey, to adopt Ramsey, this was, this was my verse. This was my verse. In fact, is I got a picture everyone I know I told the story before, I got this written on the back of that picture. This was my verse, but that's only one reason it's special. It's special because the truths in it save your life. They keep you in a place where God can always bless you. Yep. I mean, how many people want to be in a place where God can always bless you? Oh, yeah. yes. Well, if you never quit believing in His goodness, yes. you will always be in a place He can bless you. Oh, right? Yes. You know, people say, well, you got to tithe. That's His goodness. Yes. Every, everything we do is something we get to do. It's not something, We don't have to do anything. You know, you know you don't pay tithes? You give your tithe. You bring your tithe. You bring your tithe. Why? Because you love Him and you know He's good. Did you see the tithing promises? There's not any bad ones in there. Nothing bad can happen from tithing. That's why it amazes me that people fight it, and it almost tells you it almost has to be a money thing at that point. Why would you fight it? Because all the promises are good. That's like fighting salvation. I just don't know if I want to get saved. Let's see, heaven or hell? (laughs) I mean, when you're fighting the things of God, you're fighting something good. Amen? God's a good God. This verse says, I would have fainted. I had fainted. I would have quit. I'd have given up. I'd have never tried it. I'd have left. I'd have got a divorce. I'd I'd have filed bankruptcy. A thousand other things could fit in there. I'd have quit. I would have fainted unless I had believed. I did not faint. You could even read it that way. I did not faint because I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believed. That I didn't faint. I didn't quit. I didn't. I didn't run away because I believed in the goodness of God. Not only did I believe in it, I believed I was going to see it. Right here, right now. And I believed it so strong that I didn't quit. Do you know that anybody who's ever done this has always received what they believed? There's not one person that ever put this verse into practice that it didn't work. <laughs> That's a strong statement, isn't it? It's true. It can't. It can't not work. Right? There's your double negative for the night. you probably hear a few more. It can't not work. It must work every time we put it to work. Why? Because if you don't faint, that means you're not going to quit. And and what what are you not going to quit doing? I'm not going to quit believing God. I'm not going to quit believing He's good. And I'm going to see what I'm believing in this time. And if you choose to believe those things, you're going to have what you believe. It's a perfect example of Mark 11, 20, what, 3, 4? Right, When you pray, believe that you receive, and you'll have those things that you believe. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord. It says, I'd have fainted. I'd have quit. I'd have called it off. How many people had some stuff in your life that you could have quit on? Right? And how many people in here had the devil on their left shoulder saying, you know, you really aren't going to make it? You know, God's not going to come through this time. You know? And because that's what he wants to... You know, because hopelessness is what he's trying to bring to pass. Because hopelessness is a product of fear. Right? Hopefulness is a product of faith. And God gives us hope. Just like this verse has never, never, never not worked for somebody that believed it. When God said, anyone who's hoped in me has never been made ashamed. In other words, if you put your hope in Him, you've never been disappointed. So anyone that's ever put their hope, their earnest expectation, their good expectation, in Him, if they they put their hope in Him, they've not been made ashamed. People say, well, I've put... No. Don't finish your sentence because you didn't. Right? That's like saying, I prayed the salvation prayer and I didn't get saved. <laughs> There's only one way that happens. If you didn't believe the salvation prayer, that's right? right?
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: If you had faith, you got saved. Right. And I, I believe you had faith before you prayed it, right? Yeah. And that, and that's the thing we we want we want to be in that position where it doesn't matter what the devil says. It says, goodness of God, he's good. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to see the goodness here and now. I refuse to quit. I refuse to let you win, and I refuse not to let me win. Right? Right? It's certain victory. But but there's a second verse to it. And sometimes people don't like the rest of it because it says, wait on the Lord. Right after that. Right after that says, wait on the Lord. What's that mean? Sometimes it don't happen the minute you pray. Right? Wait on the Lord also means that the devil's gonna bring you more options. Right? <laughs> They're gonna be quicker options. Right. Yeah, much quicker. Right? You could take that credit card and you could go get this. <laughs> That's a devilish I've done that. Man, I've had to pay off more credit cards by doing being stupid than I can ever imagine. You'd think somebody would get a, get a clue, but man, I just kept getting stupider. I'm getting, i got a clue now. <laughs> it, it took a little while. But, but you know, what it is, is, it's the devil giving you options. The devil will give you other options than waiting on the Lord. The Waiting on the Lord is your option A. If, if you choose to wait on the Lord, you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living because you're waiting on what you believe. Amen? And, and the good thing about waiting on the Lord and, and is... It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He'll give you the strength in your heart to wait on Him. But you got to choose to wait on Him. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He will strengthen your heart. Glory to God. Why? Because He's good. You know, He's, he's good and He just can't quit being good. Why? Because He is good. So when He moves, good happens. It's kind of like He's love, so when He moves, love happens. Amen? amen if you are something then see that that's what many Christians forget we is good right. huh we is love yeah. right? right now we have that ability in us because we are children of God yeah. recreated in his image yeah. amen yeah. remember what is it in Hebrews it says that Jesus was the express image. Of the Father, and what what was what in in uh, Acts ten thirty eight? What did He do? Went about, he went about doing what? Oh, good! Yeah. Why did He do good? Because He was good. Yeah. He was good. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. And so the good went about doing good, just like the verse we first read that said, "You're good, and you do good." Jesus is good, and He does good. You were saved by the blood of Jesus. You were saved by the work of the cross and the redemption. And and now you are good. You're good. He's given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. God-likeness. Amen? And when we choose to be who we are, we do what Jesus does. This, this, is, this is what he told us to do, actually, when he left the earth. He said, go into all the world, right? right. This is the gospel. Preach the gospel. Right. Preach the gospel. Right. Glory to God. That's what he did. He went around doing good mm-hmm. and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You know how you heal somebody that first that's oppressed of the devil? Right? Lead them to salvation. Yeah. That's, that is an oppression killer right there. Man, devil hates to see that because once you're saved, boy, well, that took away a lot of my, a lot of my uh, firepower right there. Now he's a child of God. He's got the lineage of Jesus Christ running through his veins. Huh? Can't do too much to a person like that unless they let you. That's right. Right? right? So then he's got to try and get you to let him. So, you know, his work became a lot harder now. Because, you know, when you were living for him, his work was simple. (laughs) You woke up every day and did what he wanted. Right? I did. I didn't even ask God what he wanted when I wasn't living for him. Because it was all about me, right? And that is the devil's playground. Man, selfishness is the exact opposite of love. It is the exact opposite of love. I don't know how we got all the way out there, but Jesus was good, and he went about... Doing good. Amen? Amen? Everybody like it so far? Yes. He's good. And and to see the goodness of God through your life, in your life, in this time now, requires waiting. It requires waiting. And, and that waiting is not just a time. It's not time elapsing. Waiting is, is saying, God, you're my option. I'm not looking in a different direction. I'm not taking another way. I'm going down this path. Amen? And this path leads to what you're going for. You're going to have plenty of exits you could get off on, but you've got to stay on His path. That's waiting. That's waiting. You're waiting for His best. He's got an answer. He's got a way. He's got, he knows exactly where you're headed, exactly what you're going to do, exactly where you need to step, exactly where you need to go. And, and that's one path. Right? One gate. What is it in Matthew? It says there's a narrow gate and there's a broad gate. You know, narrow gates you go in like this, and guess what? There's stuff on either side, so you can't, you can't, you're not going to move. If you choose God's gate, it's actually easier, huh? How many, how many know that it's easier to settle in your heart what you're going to do than to be wishy-washy? Right? Because when you're wishy-washy, you're just sitting there thinking, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I'm so, I don't know why God would confuse me. You know, people actually say that. And He's not the author of confusion, nor could He confuse you. Because if you're confused or I'm confused, it's not God. He's not confusing. He's good. And He's doing good. You reckon how many times I can say that today before this message is over? Probably a whole bunch, because He's good and He does good. Amen? And, and by the time you leave, you'll say, I think that message was about God's good and He does good. Amen? Because that's what he does. That's who he is. Glory to God. And and he's not wishy-washy. And he gives us a way to go that's not wishy-washy. See, God doesn't change. If you believe for his goodness, if you believe for his mercy, which is part of his goodness, if you believe for these things, you'll receive them. Let Let me show you one of my favorite stories about God's goodness. And a lot of people say, that's a weird story. But it's a good one. Jonah. Jonah, chapter 3. We won't go through the whole thing where he got swallowed, but he got spit out. Jonah got spit out, and he said, you know what, God? I don't like the fish. I'm going to go do what you said. I'm going to go do what you said. So he went to Nineveh. What verse did I tell you all to get to? I didn't? Keep track of me. You guys go to verse 5. Verse 4. You put up verse 4. Jonah entered the city and he cried. He said, 40 days and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. Nineveh is going to be no more. Nineveh ain't going to make it. And he is prophesying of the Lord. People say, that doesn't sound very good. God's good and he does good. I don't need to sit there and explain that verse to you because you already read a verse that said God's good and he does good. If God ever does something contrary to His Word, me and you won't have to be concerned about it. The world will immediately explode and we'll be gone. Right? Because the the world is upheld by the Word of His power. Right? We're, we're We're not just here because of gravity. Gravity's here because of His Word. Amen? So everything that's happening is happening because of God's Word. And if it ever fails, it's never going to happen. But people that think it could happen, because people say, well, he changed. No, he doesn't change. He doesn't change. I'll prove it in this story. Anyway, Jonah did what he was told to do. Told him, this is it, guys. Your, your, your evil's come up before God too many times, and he's just going to get rid of it. He's going to wipe it off the map. Right? And uh, verse 5, what, what happened? The people of Nineveh believed. Believed. They didn't believe Jonah. They believed God. That was faith. The people of Nineveh believed. They believed. You know, a lot of people believe when God tells them something good. <laughs> something they want to they want, they want to do anyway. When God tells you something bad, He says, you need to change this or else. Right? People say, ah nothing's ever happened before I mean how many times no don't raise your hand I've, I've overridden my heart way too many times your heart knows what to do it knows to believe in the goodness of God and stand amen, amen? amen. it knows not to get off of it it knows not to go a different direction it knows not to look at the at the lady's house across the street doesn't knows not to look at the devil's way over here or the candy bar up ahead. It knows what to look at, huh? Don't. What's Brother Moore say? Don't go through the donut aisle, right? If you're believing to lose weight, it's easier not to go through the donut aisle than it is to go through it and not pick something up. Somehow or another, Kim just quit taking me to the grocery store because every time I wander around, look at there. There's the donut aisle. But there's so many more things that we do that override his and put us in an ability because he'll say, you know what, that's got to change in your life or I can't do this. And people are saying, I wonder why he's not doing this. I wonder why he's not doing this. And years ago he said, you've got to change that in your life or I can't do this. I can't do this. And, And these are things that if we just make that adjustment... Just make a short, short, quick adjustment. Say, well, God's good and he's doing good. You know, we can trust God. Yeah, right? Yeah. He, well, no matter, if he if He takes you somewhere. Even, even Like, think about Paul. He took him places where there was persecution. And, he said, and Paul said later, he said, out of them all, he delivered me. Yeah. Now, you know, we read the story and we're like, stoning does not sound like deliverance. <laughs> Must have been because Paul said, out of all of these, he delivered me. Must be more to what happened in Paul's life than we know, because we, like, we read like we read. In other words, we don't, we don't try to think, well, now the Lord's good, and he probably just pulled him out of that. He probably just took this over. This, this probably never affected him. You know, it's kind of like singing in prison. You know, we look at him and we're thinking, oh, you oh, will praise you, Lord. Praise. No, it says they were praising God. It doesn't say that they were trying to praise God. It said they were praising God. Amen. Why? Because they believed in his goodness. And they were, they were believing to see his goodness in the land of the living. Yes. Amen? Yes. They, 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 they figured anywhere they went was a mission field. Right. Guess what jail was for him? Yeah. Mission field. Yeah. Jailer got saved at the end of the night and his whole family. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, good, put me in jail. Well, all your, all your guards are going to get saved.
1: <laughs>
0: huh? It, it, it's a vision of, of what God's got you doing. You know, we're, we're kind of whiny sometimes in America because it's been pretty easy. You know, oh, they talked bad about me. They called me one of them Bible thumpers. Oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: Not that. They called me one of those prosperity, believe it and receive it, claim it and blame it and whatever all that is. Who cares? That's not persecution. That's name calling. Right? If that's the worst we've went through, come on. I think God's gooder than that. Amen? We might be able to handle a little more. If we grow up, huh? Huh? Somebody might call you two names in a row. Yeah. I don't care. I'm mad and I'm going to be mad. No. You just get over it all of a sudden. Why? Because you your love. Your love and it keeps no records of wrong. So you can't. You can't keep a record of wrong. You know, if, if you truly are a love child of a love God, you can't keep record of wrong. Let me rephrase it. You have the ability to not keep record of wrong. Right. Remember what he says. He says, "I choose to remember it no more." He doesn't remember it. If God says I don't remember it anymore, I reckon we could not remember it anymore. Amen. We got the devil trying to get us to remember our own sins, let alone spending time worrying about other people's sins. Huh? His favorite thing is condemnation. That's not the goodness of God. No. Goodness of God comes outside of condemnation because condemnation doesn't have anything to do with God because condemnation's bad. Right. Mercy's good. Yes. Mercy's good. He's a merciful God. Are we in Jonah? How, well, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere around it though, aren't I? Let's get back to Jonah. The people of Nineveh believed God. They didn't, they didn't just believe the word. They believed God. Now the people of Nineveh had to know God at some point to be able to believe him like this. And, and I believe if you read the chapter, I think they knew the exact same God that Jonah knew. Amen. It says they believed God and they proclaimed a fast. Why would you do that if, if you're gonna why didn't they just go up, eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we die? Because that would be the option for people who don't know God. Quitting is an option for people who really don't know God. I'm not saying people who aren't saved. People who don't know that He's good and He does good. Quitting is a really easy option when you don't know that He's good. When you know that He's good, you won't quit. Because you're expecting good. You won't quit. You won't quit your kids. You won't quit your job. You won't quit your marriages. You won't quit anything. Why? Because you know God can turn it. Just like that. Amen. Amen? Amen? He can turn it. You won't quit on believing for your health. You won't quit. You won't quit on believing for prosperity. Why? Because you know what you can do for the kingdom of God when He prospers you. Amen? They proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to... that. I think that means everyone. Every person that that heard this, which is the whole city from what I gather believed God, and they proclaimed a fast. They said, we are not going to sit down. We believe God. What he said is true, and we're going to do something about it. So they put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them, verse 6. And the word even got to the king. And the king didn't say, hey, I'm the king. I decide what happens here. They can't just overthrow. No, you know, you got some prideful kings. This one humbled himself. He humbled, he had, that's what I'm saying, their reaction tells you they knew God. They knew God. And actually their answers tell you that too. The word word came unto the king of Nineveh and he arose from from his throne and he laid his robe from him. He took off his king clothes. He humbled himself. He said, I'm not first anymore. I humble myself. And he put on sackcloth and set in ashes just like everyone else. Amen? Verse 7. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. This is a pretty serious fast. You know, we say, well, I'm going to fast TV from 5 a.m. to 5.30. Because I sleep right then anyway. So that ain't going to be real hard for me.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: Lord, <laughs> that's what I fast <laughs> I'm going to fast broccoli <laughs> got it <laughs> no he, he said that they're not going to taste anything I mean this is a fast and worse than that we're not going to drink anything now, I don't know how you do that. What's he saying? He's saying, unless the Lord moves, we're out of here anyway. Right? Eating and drinking have, are not important. You know, that's, that's what sometimes we miss about when God says, you fast. What he's saying is what, I, what you're dealing with is way more important than eating that meal. Right? And that's what they're saying. They're saying, we don't care about any of this because we've got, we got to touch the heart of God. Amen. And, and, and we we got to show him that our hearts changed and give him an ability that he didn't have before Jonah said something. Amen? Because he didn't have the ability to save Nineveh before that. But they're giving him the ability right now. Why? Because they believe in God. And guess what? God is good. And he doeth good. So guess who they're believing in? The good God that does good. Amen? And so he said, no food, no water, don't feed your flocks, don't feed nothing. Amen? Verse 8. But let man and beast be covered in sackcloth. Not not only are all the people going to be in sackcloth, (laughs) but I want the donkeys and the sheep and the cattle. This is serious. I mean, this and it is serious. But he took it as serious as it was. He didn't try to get the Lord to settle for something. They put all their heart into this. You know, so often we want to see the goodness of God, but we want to give Him the the okayness of us. Whew, got quiet over here. (laughs) Right? We want to see the goodness of God. Let Let me give you some mediocre... Can I just give a little mediocre to get that goodness? Mediocre faints. (laughs) Right? Mediocre faints. Did you know that this far from the top is not the top? Right? So if you're going to give your best, you can't say, well, I I got right there, Lord. No. He He knows you better than you know you. I've been asked to do so many things that I said I can't do. Right? God, God is always asking you to do things, and usually the reason I can't do it is because I don't want to. <laughs> now, don't anybody raise your hand out here, right? Now, I'm sure nobody else is like that. You guys want to, but you can't, right? I found in my life the reason I, if I go back and look and I say, well, I can't, why can't you? Because i got to be honest, I don't want to. <laughs> my mom always said, can't never eat a biscuit. That sounds awful.
1: I feel sorry for Kent. Right?
0: (laughs) The truth of the matter is, we can give everything that they gave if it's important enough for us. And that's that's what he was saying in, in Psalm 27 back there. He said, I would have fainted, but I was believing in something bigger that kept me going all the time. And that's what they're doing. They're believing for something better than what they've heard. Right? They're believing that they could change the situation. What verse were we on? Eight. He said, put it on the donkeys, put it on the sheep. I want the sackcloth all over the place. If you run out of sackcloth, go buy some more sackcloth, because we got to get these animals covered up. Amen? And he said, let every one, every person, not one person lacking, every person turn from their evil way. Repent. Repent. Turn from your evil ways and from the violence that is in your hands. In other words, what what you've been doing, the way you've been doing it, stop it now. Don't just stop it. Turn away from it. Turn a different direction. And, And these people already believe God. So they were more than willing, their hearts were there, and they were more than willing to do everything that the king said do. Verse 9, and then he said, who can tell? God God could turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that that, that we perish not. What's he saying? He's saying, I know God. God is good, and he does good. Right? He, they, he had to know why would he do all this if he didn't know God? It would make no sense. But he believed God. They believed God. They went through all this. Why? Because they're saying, if we do this in our hearts right, it will give him an ability to save us. Amen? It will give him, it will, it will open the door for him to do what he wants to do. Because what he wants to do is good. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. How many know you put something good over the top of something bad, it doesn't help it? Right? Like you put chocolate on grits. And I ain't going to say which one's bad or which one's good. I'm just going to say the mix. Nah. Huh? They're not trying to do that. They're getting rid of all the bad. Because they want the good. You can't can't cover up the bad. They're not trying to hide the bad. They're not trying to to slip the bad under the rug. They're saying, we ain't doing this no more. They've repented. Verse 10. God saw their works. This is is just like the people that slipped the guy in through the roof, isn't it? He looked up and saw their faith. He looked up and saw their faith. God looked down and He saw their faith. What their faith was now in action. Their faith. They believed God and now they're acting. They believed God was good, therefore they acted. Not they believed God was bad. If they believed God was bad, no reason to act. They believed God was good. They believed in Jonah's God. Amen? They believed in Jonah's God. And they said... And and God saw it. And He saw that they turned from their evil way. And He turned and said, we're not going to do this anymore. People say, oh, God changed. No, God never changed. He was already good. Mm-hmm. It didn't take anything to do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because He was already good. Mm-hmm. He was already good. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He's a good God, and He does good. And people say, well, Dave, but I don't understand that verse that says He was going to do evil. No. It says He says evil was going to happen. Yeah, that's right. right? All god got to do to take His hand off something and evil just rush right in. Yeah. That's all he's got to do. Amen? But the other thing is, is is you pour goodness into badness, and badness is getting ready to have a miserable day. Right? It's like pouring light into darkness. You pour light into darkness, darkness is getting ready to have a bad time. And it's going to leave really quick. And all he's got to do now is pour light into the same circumstance that he was going to pour it, only the circumstance changed. God didn't change. The circumstance changed. God's good, and he does good. That's what he does. He doesn't do bad. He can't do bad. He's never done bad. If you thought it was bad, you were wrong. Because the Word says God's good, and he does good. And we can trust in this goodness. We can rely on it. We can rely every time that we that we believe in it, that it will. It will create victory. Yes. It will create success. It will create more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. God repented of evil that he said he would that he would do unto them, and he did it not. Verse eleven. <laughs> This displeased Jonah. (laughs) How many Christians are like this? But but here's the thing, is why it displeased Jonah. Because what happened was, and we've we've talked about this before, but it's so important to realize, they knew this God in the next verse. This is the God that the king and all the people of Nineveh were, were, look at verse 2, were leaning on. He prayed unto the Lord, and he said, Lord, was it not my saying that when I was yet in my country and therefore fled unto Tarshish. For I knew, I knew. And this is not a bad thing to be known for. If somebody says, that wit, he is gracious and kind, compassionate, whew, slow to anger. Man, he won't do evil. Now see, those are things you want to be known for. This is what God is known for. Why? Because this is good. This is good. And he's known for this. It says, you're, you're gracious, God. You're, and then, of course, Jonah's mad at him. He says, I knew you're gracious. You're merciful. You don't hardly ever get angry. Man, you're just too kind. Jonah forgot that this is what saved him. Yeah. This same God that's gracious, God, yeah. merciful, slow to anger, the one that had the fish spit him up on the shore. The one that had the fish swallow him in the first place because he'd have drowned if it hadn't. He should have thanked God for that fish. (laughs) This is how we should always know our God. There's not another way to know him. He's good. When somebody says, I wonder why that happened, said, well, God's a gracious God. God of love. Merciful. Slow to anger. Great kindness. I don't understand everything, but I know God's good.
1: Amen?
0: Amen? Amen. Because that's the only way you're ever going to get understanding. You can't get understanding doubting God. Because you're doubting the very one that could give you understanding. The minute we get a question in our mind that doubts God, We need to cast that down. That's an imagination that has set itself up above Jesus Christ. And you need to cast that down. And say, well, I just want to understand. If you want to understand, trust that he's good and he does good. Every time I've done that, he'll take me to his word and he'll show me. Or, you know, Brother Moore talked about that just the other day in one of his sermons. He talked about, you know, asking God a question. But he asked him with a real heart. That wanted to know, and God gave him an, a specific answer. Why? Because it was it wasn't he wasn't doubting God. Right? He was wanting to know the truth, right. yeah. and that's a good question to ask, because God wants you to know the truth. Why? Because it makes you free, and it's the truth you know that makes you free, not the truth that exists. It's the truth you know. So all the truth that God can help us to understand, makes us more and more free. Free for what? Free to live for Him. Free to be like Him. We become more gracious. We become more kind. We become slow to anger. We become good. Why? Because we're saved. We're Christians. We're children of good. We are good. Amen? Our abilities are so much greater than we could ever know because we have His ability in us. Thank You, Lord. Glory to God. Goodness. You guys like to think about goodness? Goodness is a quality of a good God. The reason you get goodness out of Him is because He's already good. You're not going to have to squeeze until you get some because that's what comes out immediately. Amen? He's good. Glory to God. Are you getting tired of hearing how good he is? That's good because that's all we're going to talk about tonight is good. That's all we're going to talk about. And and Jonah was mad, but he was mad at the same thing they were glad about. They were so glad that he was a gracious God. They were so glad that he was slow to anger and that he repented of evil, that he turned away from evil. Glory to God. I'm glad he's merciful. Aren't you glad he's merciful? how many, how many times did, how, uh, you know how many times do you know you were walking in the mercy of God and then and then multiply that by a zillion and a half and that's how many times the mercy was actually upholding you. Amen. The mercy of God endures forever. why? Because it has to. It has to. It's what we're walking on. Amen. It's what we're living by. It's His love. That, that very same word is translated love. Mercy and love are interchangeable. Glory to God. Goodness. Goodness. Look at, uh, who? look at something. Look at uh, Matthew 11. Let's take this into the New Testament. God's good. He doesn't change. He was good in the Old Testament. He was known for His goodness. And he sent his goodness, and his goodness did good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what his goodness did. It did good. He came to the earth, and he did good, and healed all those that were oppressed of the devil. That's what he did. What did I say? Where did I say to go? Matthew 11, verse 29. And then you got Jesus talking, and he says, take my yoke upon you. Why would you want to take his yoke? Because he's good. See, that's the thing. When God tells you to have something or to do something, there's one reason to do it. It's good. If if we'll just get that through our head and shut up. (laughs) I'm talking to myself, and if it applies to you, take it. But if we'll get it in our head and shut up, take the goodness. Yeah, but I don't understand. Doesn't you understand he's good? Trust him. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Amen. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. A yoke? I don't want a yoke. Around your neck, they're heavy. They don't look good. You got any colored ones? You know, the, the whole thing don't sound good, but Jesus is trying to get a point across here. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls verse 30 for my yoke is easy you know what the word for is easy is good good the the, the word for is easy is the exact same word as good you can say is easy equals good my yoke is good my yoke is goodness goodness Right, so you're 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 putting goodness around your neck. You're going to be enslaved to goodness for the rest of your life. What a horrible thing! And see that people that look, they say, oh, his yoke. I don't know. You know these. You know, you think about the people in Malachi? What they say? They say, oh, it's no no use to serve God. People that aren't serving God, they're getting rich, having a party. I'm serving God, and it's not helping me at all. That's what they said in Malachi, right? You read the story? They were the ones giving the spotted goats and their offerings weren't worth anything. Why? Because they weren't giving their offerings. They were throwing away their trash. (laughs) What are you you doing with that old goat? Spotted, can't take him. Ah, I'm taking him anyway. God doesn't care. And that's what they're saying, God doesn't care. How did we get off on that? (laughs) God's good, and and his yoke, he's saying here, you got a yoke on you already, get get it off, and put my yoke of goodness upon you, my yoke of goodness upon you, because my yoke is good, and my burden is light. What's he saying? He said, I want you to have goodness in your life. I want you to walk in goodness. I want you to live in goodness. I want goodness to live through you. You take my yoke upon you. Get rid of that other stuff. It's not good. It's another option. Amen? Amen. We don't want that option. We don't want that option. We'll wait for the good. How many are willing to wait for what's good? Jesus is good. If He says good things are going to happen in your life and you're wearing His yoke, count on good things. Begin to expect and be hopeful for something good every day. Every day you're going to go somewhere, be somebody, do something. You're going to be in the exact position God wanted you in at that moment in time, ministering the goodness of God to somebody. If you believe you're going to see it in the land of the living. Because so many times that goodness ain't going to come at you, it's going to come through you. Why? Because you're good. you got the yoke of goodness around your neck and a light burden on your back. Glory to God. What what can we do if we give in to the things of God and follow His plan and wait? Wait. Wait for Him. Look look at uh, Isaiah. I think i got a verse out of Isaiah. Isaiah... 25. Did we go to Isaiah 25? Oh, it's a good verse. You'll want to see it. You know, if you're going to have steak, you want potatoes too. Yeah, it's a good verse. It's a good verse. Amen. I'm not hungry either, so don't think that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 25.9 And it shall be said in that day... Lo, this is our God. You know, that's a good thing to say. Why? Why? Because he's good. <laughs> you getting tired of hearing yet? He's good and he does good. So every time you say, he's my God, you're saying, a good God that does good is my is my God. That's right. Amen? It says, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him. What'd they do? They waited for the good God. Why? Because the other options aren't going to satisfy. The other options aren't going to take you where you need to be. The other options aren't good. Amen? Amen. He said, lo, this is our God. We have waited for Him, and He will save us. This is the value of waiting on God. Nothing else can save you. Nothing else can save you. No matter what situation you're in, waiting on God is your answer. Because He's good, and He does good. He's already got a good plan for your good success. Amen? He's got a plan to pull you out. It says we've waited on Him, and He will save us. This is the Lord that we have waited for. What? The Lord that will save us. What are they waiting for? The good God. We're not waiting on a God that won't save us. We're waiting on a God who will save us. He's a good God. He will save us. We're expecting to be saved. What are they they doing? They're hoping in the Lord. And when you hope in the Lord, you will never be made ashamed. Amen? Amen. Hopelessness is doubt. Hopefulness is faith. They work together. When you take your faith and you add hope to it, you you can't lose. Why? Because you're willing to wait forever. You have an earnest expectation. You're waiting until it gets there. Why? Because you already have it. Hope's not hoping it comes, like the world says. Hope knows it's coming. And its hope is in Jesus Christ, who's already accomplished what's coming. If you believe in for healing and you hope you're going to be healed, you are. Why? Because it's already accomplished. You're hoping for something that is. Mm. Amen? Glory to God. He said, this is the Lord. We've waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. What are they saying? We've waited, and we're going to get it. It's the same verse that we just read in in, uh, Psalm 27. I I believe I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's what they're saying. They're going to wait, and they will see salvation. They will see deliverance. They will see healing. They will see prosperity. They will see every good word that, that salvation is. You know, we look at that and we think, well, they're going to get saved. Yeah, they're going to get saved. They're going to get rescued. They're going to get turned into a whole nother being through Jesus Christ someday. Amen? Amen? And this is what they're waiting for. They're waiting for the salvation of the Lord. And it doesn't matter if they're doing it for their healing. Then they're waiting on the salvation of the Lord. Right? Remember when Moses was standing at the bank of the Red Sea? What did he say? He said, stand back. And see the salvation of the Lord. He didn't say, "Stand back and let me think," because I got to figure on this. See, Egyptians. Hmm. How many know when the Egyptians were just a little ways off, his human mind was saying, "Run right, run left, <laughs> wave a white flag." Huh? His human mind was looking for A, B, and C option. When there was one option, believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. Amen? And he said "He said by the power of God, stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. For today your enemies will be no more, right? And next thing you know, they're walking on dry land. Why? Because they believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Amen? When, when we choose to put our trust... In a good God, and we refuse to believe traditional thinking, and you'll have to believe to to to, you'll have to refuse to believe that because there's a huge amount of traditional thinking, and you know what it lines up with perfectly? Flesh. Man, it lines up so well with your flesh, man that you you see it out there and you're like, yeah, that's true. It is my experience that not everyone's healed. That's that's my experience. No, that's not your experience. You have no experience. (laughs) it's a lack of experience and what you've chosen to do is believe in your lack of experience over he's a good God that does good amen amen. and when we do that we get exactly that and then we ask why (laughs) well God I ask you to heal me I know I didn't really believe it but I thought maybe (laughs) I mean we could literally say it like that because it's really true God, I prayed all day. I didn't believe one word I said, but I thought maybe the all day thing would work out for you.
1: <laughs>
0: right? What, works? How many works you got before you realize that works ain't how you get it because it was already done before you did the work? How many realize you can't work for something that already's done? It's already done. You ain't going to get it that way. Amen? People who wait. To see the salvation of the Lord. People who refuse to be separated from the love of God, to be taken back from the goodness of God, to be taken away from His best in their life, to be pushed back from the blessing of the table. Those are the people that forget that goodness is following you. It's following you. Goodness and mercy are following you every day of your life. Amen? And And, and all you got to do is stop and it will run into you. Right? And better yet, if you keep going, you'll rub it off on somebody else. Right? That goodness is following me. All of a sudden, Jeff just got some. Oh, Bill got some of that goodness. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, that goodness is getting all over everybody. Why? Because he's good and he does good. Did you guys notice there's a theme tonight? Say it with me. God is good and he does good. <laughs> I think you guys have got this thing. Amen? That's why we're more than conquerors. More than conquerors are the ones that can't be separated. They can't be pushed back. Go to to those verses. We'll close with those. Where are those? Those are in these notes. Somewhere. Romans 8. That's where they are. Paul. I heard a really strong lady say this last night in a really tough situation. But she meant it. And it's working in her life today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Said who? Verse 35, 835. Who shall separate us from Christ's love? This is amplified version. I wanted to read an amplified to mess with the people in the screen room. <laughs> no, it's, I wanted it actually. Who shall separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering? No, shouldn't. It does many times though. Right? Well, what, what, what are you saying? You're saying Christ separated his love from me because I was suffering? No. You suffered and you went a different direction. His love was over here. God doesn't change. His love stays the same place. His grace stays the same place. His path stays the same way. God's not changing. We, do, we are. We're on a zigzag path. We start over here and we say, oh, God, God doesn't really care about that. And then we go over here and say, ooh, I've got to read my Bible three times a day. I've got to read every chapter. I gotta I gotta claim these verses. And, and the path's right here, but you're you've been both places. I'm here and I'm here and I'm here. And, I'm here, and I've crossed the path a hundred times, but I've never hit the path. There's one path. There's one path, and people that choose to believe it's a good path from a good God that's doing good things, they're the ones that none of these things move them. It says, will uh, affliction, tribulation, calamity, oh, why'd this happen? God can't be helping me. Why'd this happen? That's a question that is doubt. That's doubt. Doubt. Believe God's good and He'll help you. He'll give you answers. He'll pull you through. He'll, he'll do whatever it takes. Why? Because He loves you. He loves you. And you knew He was good before the calamity. He's bad. He's not bad because of it. He's still good. He's still good. Don't be moved by circumstances, by things going on. If we're, if we're going to be moved by that, you better never turn on the news. Because they don't even have a minute of good news channel anymore. You know, it used to be they'd have like a good news section where like at the end of the whole thing, with the last 30 seconds, they'd tell you something good that happened. They don't even do that anymore. None of that. It's all bad. You you know, none of those things should move us. Why? Because He's good and He's doing good. Amen? So if He is, you know what's going to happen with us? Good and good. That's what's going to happen. And none of these things are going to separate us from what we know is true. They're not going to take us away from believing for the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm not going to quit believing for every person that I can to be saved. It's not my job to doubt whether God can save them. That's doubt. My, my, My part is to believe in the powerful love of God that saved them, whether they've received it yet or not. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. He says calamity or distress or persecution or hunger. Ooh. Hunger. You mean I ain't going to get my Cheerios tomorrow morning? Oh, God. I don't know about that. I mean, some of these things are a little bitty, right? Some of them are big. You know, got this peril and the sword. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the little guy over here says, oh, don't don't get, that's going to hurt, that's going to hurt. Don't do that, that's going to hurt. And all the time, God's word never changed. He's good, and he's doing good. And he can take every situation that's up there, and he'll be good, and he'll do good. And none of those things will by any means harm you, because they can't separate you, from the love of Christ, unless you separate yourself. Right. Amen. Amen? Peril, or sword, some of those things sound pretty bad. Verse 36, even as it is written, for our, for thy sake we are put to death all day long, we are regarded and counted as sheep for the slaughter. That doesn't sound like something good, does it? Mm-hmm. Paul's writing this. <laughs> Paul, who's rejoicing all the time. You, you reckon he wrote that like that? Rejoice in the Lord. No. Part of the... No. First of the week. No. Always. I think he was smiling when he wrote it in prison. I think he was smiling when he wrote it in prison. Because nothing could separate him from the love of Christ. Amen? None of these things moved him. None of these things moved him. He said, yet amid all these things. I I like the King James. It says, nay, 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 nay in all these things. We are more than conquerors. Not only are we conquerors, we're more than conquerors. Why? Because He's good and He does good. That's what He's going to do. That's what He's always done. That's what's going to happen to us tomorrow. It's going to happen to us the next day. Why? Because He loves us. He wants to do good. He had a good plan prepared for us. Why? Because He's good. You notice He doesn't have anything bad? There wasn't somebody born one day said, Oh, wow.
1: You've
0: forgot to make a good plan for them. Bummer. There's none of that. Every person ever born has a good plan planned out for them, a plan to prosper them, not to harm them, to give them hope, 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 hope and a future. Glory to God. We're more than conquerors. Why? Because He loves us. We're more than conquerors because He loves us. He's good. You know what makes Him good? He loves us no matter what. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what you think you've done, the you other know, people, oh, I've done so much, he can't. You know what? He's done so much for you, you cannot tell it all. Right. right, Jody? Right. He's done so much for you, you cannot tell it all. He's a good God. And there's, you can't outrun grace. The devil tried to talk you out of what God's already given you. And you're already more than a conqueror through Him who loved you. Amen? Amen? Verse 38. For I am persuaded. This, this I'm in faith. I believe. I don't have any doubt. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. I think he's covering everything here, don't you? Nor things to come. He said, I got you going out. I got you coming in. Well, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. All these things. I'm persuaded. Verse 39. Nor height, nor depth. He's still covering it. Now, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And you know why? Because He's good. And He's doing good. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I like that sermon. Makes me happy. He's good. Aren't you so glad that when, when things hadn't been going exactly the way you thought they should, that God was still good. He was still thinking good. He was still... Being good, he was still on your side. He was never leaving you. He was never forsaking you. He's looking for a way in, just like he was looking for a way in Nineveh. And he found his way in when they repented, when they turned and came back to him, then he could fix the situation. So many times, we need to turn and come back to him. We're we're trying to get him to come to us, and we need to turn and come back to Him. Your answer's in Him. You can't can't be separated from His love. And 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 we're more than conquerors through Him. Glory to God. That's good news. The Gospel's been preached. Thank you, Lord. You got a song, Matt?